Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Rich Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 203. It's the day after the Ryder Cup, 2023. I have just landed back from Rome after being there all week, and I cannot wait to do this podcast. I am, uh, you might hear from my voice, um, let's say I've been chanting a little bit too much. Now, obviously, Guy uh, is not here today, he is on holiday, so I've flown also all the way from Rome, Italy. Special co-host. She's been on the channel many times. Sophie Walker. Sophie, thanks for being here. I wouldn't have missed it. I agreed to do this podcast last week knowing that I was going to be flying in from Rome and knowing that the Europeans would have the trophy in their hand. It was coming Rome from the very first tee shot. Coming Rome. I like that. Do you like that? I, I used like that on that. the radio when I was doing it. My producer said, that's a good line. So. That's a really good line. Um, yes, it, it's honestly epic, epic, epic week. Europe took the victory quite a dominating victory i, I want to kind of dive into little bits there's loads of little side stories my experience being there we want to hear your experience being there sophie also you've just been on a crazy run where you've done back to back weeks two weeks ago solheim cup where Europe also took the victory straight into Rome at the Ryder Cup. You must be absolutely goosed. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. And if the USA team would have won either of them, I think my energy levels would have been a lot lower. But the fact that it was an unbelievable finish to the Solheim Cup with Caroline Headwall and Carlotta Zaganda, who, you know, I grew up playing junior golf with, they won. And then we just rolled into Rome and I don't know about you, walking into those grounds and seeing the size of that Ryder Cup, it was it was 30% bigger apparently than Paris. It was incredible. And then the 4-0 start. Energy levels went from zero to 100% very quickly. It was ridiculous. And just to put into contact, just in case anyone did miss it, what was your main kind of role over there at the Ryder Cup this week? So last week? Yeah, last week it was with the radio. So everybody that bought... The radio headsets, if you listen to it on the app, we was also on Sirius FM, which is a big American station, as well as TalkSport 2. So it was like the worldwide feed for radio. And radio is really fun because you get to go out into the field. There's no sitting in a booth and watching it on TV. You're out there amongst it, calling shots, and you're allowed to be as excited as you as you want to be. You're allowed to show biased. 
Well, we were world feed, so we wasn't supposed to. <laughs> However, that must it, be hard. It, it was really hard not to say we, we, we. But because I do world feed quite a lot, I was slightly better at doing it. And we did have a few Americans on the team as well, like Colt Knotts did some work. And I took it upon myself to, to try and be as neutral as possible because I do a bit of PGA Tour stuff as well. But we, we had an Italian on the radio called Alberto. I mean, he was not, he was biased. Was so, <laughs> so biased. So it was fun in the end. Well, you kind of, you, you kind of expect it. You know, I was, um, I had a great week over there. I was invited by Sky Sports, which was phenomenal. And um, in the kind of hospitality on the side of 16 was a real mixture of, Americans, probably more Americans. I felt like I was almost in the away end sometimes when I was up in the sky stand because there was like, you know, so many people from NBC, etc. So it's like, I was almost like being extra vocal and, and really trying to support Europe as much as we can because it felt like up there, I did feel in the away end. However, where I didn't feel like the away end, first grandstand on Friday morning. Yeah, I want to ask you, because you went as a fan, didn't you? I Pretty was there much. working. So as a fan, tell me about that Ryder Cup and especially that first tee box. Honestly, Sophie, I was, I was, the reason why I was so desperate to go to the first tee on Friday is I got, um, I got the opportunity to do it in France. And when I say opportunity, <laughs> to get on the grandstand of the, of the Ryder Cup isn't easy. I didn't get any extra special passes. I, I had to fight through the trenches on in Paris on on the Friday I can't remember what time I arrived at the at the golf club but it was ridiculously early like four o'clock or five o'clock or something silly and I absolutely legged it all the way to the first grandstand got on the grandstand and it was the greatest four hours to watch eight shots I've ever done in my life so I was like I do not miss this opportunity here in Rome so I did get in a little bit earlier because I kind of managed to um wangle a few things so I actually got there almost pretty much first and I got a video of me right up on the top of the grandstand going around and just filming it it was eerily quiet and then the floodgates opened there was obviously reserved seats but I got on the grandstand just to the left hand side and you know again queued up there for ages um the action actually started pretty quickly after because I think the first tee off was like half seven or something it in was the at morning. first light nearly pretty wasn't much. it and uh the, the atmosphere the energy the excitement the fancy dress the chance the humor the kind of friendly banter obviously is between the U uh, the Europeans and the, and the USA like nothing beats it and the sun was coming up and it was like it's just epic it's one of those moments you really look back on it and I, I think tv from what i've seen really captured the atmosphere and the energy and i think they really lent into this idea of being able to show off the guys with the fancy dress and to be able to kind of really lean into it i actually want to see fancy dress friday at the Ryder Cup. I actually think that should be a new thing. Everybody comes in fancy dress. So I think it would just be absolutely electric. And then I could say to just to watch eight golf shots, because that's all you do off the first tee. Um, how do those genuinely, Sophie, how the hell do they hit it under that much pressure? I wouldn't be able to tee the ball up. No, I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen the pictures, but it's a horseshoe of grandstand. And... What they do really well is you walk underneath the grandstand and you come out through a tunnel. And I actually did that walk with nobody there. But I'm just imagining what would go on. And I think the best thing the players can do is to do that walk, imagining what's going to happen. I think you have to put it in your head and think, what will I feel like? 
doing this? Will, will, will I be nervous? Obviously, how am I going to cope with that? You almost have to do that dress rehearsal. But I mean, the fact that in the morning they could hit driver, couldn't they? So you want the biggest club in your bag there. But there weren't too many great tee shots. The Americans especially whiffed it quite a long way to the right, didn't yeah. they, on occasions? It's, tough, it, it's quite a challenging tee it shot. Is, it's quite a narrow tee shot. And the ones that handled it best were, firstly, the better drivers of the golf ball, somebody like Victor Hovland. And they, I like the way that you learn a little bit about the character. Like Scotty Scheffler was doing practice swings and everyone was like, way, way, like this. Honestly, I don't, I don't know how you do it other than lots of rehearsals and almost forgetting where you are. That's that's what you have to do. And then the relief when they walk off the tee, that was the best. And they were raising their hands going, come on, come so on. Oh, God. But gives, I, you, gives you real goosebumps. Yeah, it's it's incredible what they do off that first tee at the Ryder Cup. And Bob McIntyre, when he left the practice ground, said he was crying because he knew what was going to happen. He knew he was going to hit that first tee shot at the Ryder Cup. And he I'd was crying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and I was with somebody today on the plane and, and apparently at breakfast on the Sunday, he was saying to Sepp Stracker, how are you feeling? And Sepp's like, I'm good, I feel fine. And Rob said, I am myself, uh, yeah. He went undefeated. I know. He went undefeated. It's like as a rookie, he's like, just come straight into it. Like, what the hell? I actually, obviously, we, I mean, we could, this, God, this podcast would be six hours long if we wanted to, because we could go into each player and everything else. But I just think as a, as a, as a team unit, you could see it on the first tee again, how the, they, they had their arms around each other. And a couple of things I noticed, like, in the, in the foursomes in the morning, both pairs walked out the tunnel together from the European side. Both players, both sets of caddies, huge cheer, wrapping their arms around each other. All the non-playing players were there on the first hole. You didn't see that from the USA. You saw individuals coming out on the first tee. You didn't see as many non-playing players on the first tee ready to go. It's just a very different kind of mindset and attitude. And obviously that all stems from the captaincy. I'll tell you one really funny thing before we kind of move on to something else. I almost had one of the most surreal moments in my life. So I'm on the grandstand, okay? And again, I'm kind of just incognito. I'm kind of looking around, just in soaking it all in. There's a pocket of fans behind me, okay, who'd spotted me. And a few times, Ricky, Ricky, I'm waving this side of the... They very, very nearly got a full chant going. And I'm not sure what would have happened as my reaction. These guys were adamant they were going to get a Ricky Shields, Ricky Shields, Rick. And I'm thinking, if this goes... It's no Tommy Fleetwood, that is it. Thankfully, not everyone, not enough people in the grandstand knew, the hell I, hell I, knew who the hell I was, so nothing happened, thankfully. But that would have been a bit surreal. Um, but yeah, first tee grandstand, they're off... The, the matches obviously went outrageously well for the Europeans. 4-0 whitewash in the morning, which, I mean, you'll know better stats than me. Is that, that doesn't happen many times, has it really, a full whitewash in the morning? No, it's only it's only happened a couple couple of times. And and if you win 4-0, you, you win the Ryder Cup. That's kind of the, the way it goes. And what Luke Donald did was he looked at the stats and he said, we're better at foursomes than we are four balls. So he changed it. The first time in 30 years, he changed that format to start with foursomes. And bear in mind that the, the Ryder Cup has never been won on away soil for 30 years. So he was tempting fate there, but it went well. And I, you know, I looked at the USA team and I thought that they're decent parents. I was surprised they left Spieth and Thomas out, but obviously 
what happened the next three days, maybe not. But I thought, good pairings there. We'll see how it goes. 2-2 would be quite a good result. And then the Europeans were just off the chart. Just so, so good. There's been, a, obviously, a lot of talk about captaincies. From the outset, you might know a bit more than me again. It seemed like Lou Donald was an incredibly popular captain for the Europeans. Like, even when they lifted the, the Ryder Cup and straight after, they were shouting, like, two more years. Two, like, that was from the players. Like, they want to see Lou Donald captain again in Beth Page in two years' time. Like, it felt like he'd really captured that kind of team morale. I think he's really well respected. He's really well liked. And from everything I'm seeing, he kind of killed it he, do- he bossed the whole captaincy of it would you kind of agree yeah I would I was at the opening ceremony we were we were covering that and Zach Johnson came out and it, you know I didn't find his speech that inspiring he just did exactly what he should have done said thank you and welcome and then Luke came out and Luke doesn't like speaking in front of people that's not him he's quite a quiet person he came out full on Italian I thought You've nailed that. Mm. He'd practiced it. He'd probably, he'd obviously had training in Italian and he presented it. I, I was wanted to vote for him. I wanted to be the next <laughs> prime minister just after that. And it's, it's a classic media thing. It's like one nil to Europe, but he just set the tone there. And I think Tommy Fleetwood said in an interview yesterday, we, we have so much respect for Luke. He's up here for us. And the relationship he has, even with his big players. So when Rory McIlroy and John Rahm go into the, the Ryder Cup team, they leave their egos at the door. Yeah. And that's what the European team is all about. And the respect that they have for Luke, what he's done in the game. You know, he's been world number one. He's, he's been Europe number one. How good he is in the European Ryder Cup. He treats it like a job. You know, it was a it was only a one year job for him, which might mean he'll give it another go because he didn't have the full, full two years. However, it it is a lot for a captain. You know, it, it's a full time job which isn't paid. I mean, obviously he'll get paid in other ways, yeah, sponsorship yeah. wise. But I do think that is the real chance of Europe winning in Bethpage, sticking with the same captain. The Ryder Cup is now statistic we all go on about analytics and who to pick. We can't just have a different captain every single year. Just be like, oh, should we give it him? Because he's nice. No, we need somebody like a manager at football. And it happened in the Solheim Cup. Katrina Matthew won at Glen Eagles in Scotland, then went over to America and and won there. It's going to happen the same. Suzanne Pettersson's doing back-to-back. I think it would be great in order to get the win in Bethpage if Luke Donald does it. However, I also understand that he's got three children and a wife and he, he might not want that commitment. And he's on a high now. Of course. He c- it can only go wrong, can't it? Like, captain, uh, cap- being a captain for an away Ryder Cup, like, you're already way up against it. Like, so the stats are so heavily against you. Um, but what what I felt was quite interesting with kind of like Luke Donald coming into this and, and captaincy is this, this fact that since Liv... We have lost a lot of potential new captains. You know, or you would have 100% could have seen Ian Poulter being the captain at Bethpage. That's right up his street. Lee Westwood, obviously Stenson, he was it and now he wasn't it. Gray McDowell, Martin Keimer, the list goes on. Like, there's, there's probably not many other... Ch- like, who? where are you actually going to... Which direction would you go? I mean, probably a natural fit would be Justin Rose, but who's saying he won't be playing in the next one in two years' time? Like, there also isn't that many options. No, you're right. I, 
I don't know if it's totally out of the question that a live player will ever captain again. Yeah. But maybe two years' time, I don't know if it'll be too soon. You normally look at who's vice-captaining for Luke Donald that week, because obviously Luke was a vice-captain, then he moved up. And you think, well, Thomas Bjorn's already done it. Yeah. Jose Maria Lafabal was there, already done it. Nicholas Molinaris, Molinaris would, would maybe be the next ones to look at. Nicholas Colsart was one. But yeah, it, it, it seems... I, I think that those players at some point do need to be given a go, but things need to be sorted out before then. You're in safe hands with Luke Donald, aren't you? That's what I mean. Um, there's there's a couple of things I want to touch on. First off, there's obviously with Liv coming out and all these team elements and like people are trying to get behind this team and everything else. But nothing, nothing matches. And you saw it at the Solheim Cup. You saw it here at the Ryder Cup. That passion that you have either for USA or Europe. And it's like, it's 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 re- it really means something. Like, Every single shot really means something. And as as a fan, certainly if you're obviously from Europe or USA or the President's Cup when it's kind of USA versus the rest of the world, so to speak, like, it really grips you, doesn't it? Like, it really gets you. It's history, Rick, and, and Liv doesn't have that. You know, you can't make up history. What do we remember? Like, what was your first Ryder Cup memory? It was X yeah. and Y. Like, Justin Rose spoke about it. He wasn't speaking about stuff that had happened in the 90s. He was going back to the 80s, the 70s, yeah. Seve. You know, Seve changed golf for Europe. John Rahm's dad went to Valderrama in 1997 and watched it. That's the reason John Rahm plays golf. That's wow. how significant the Ryder Cup is to John Rahm and his family. If his dad didn't go, John Ram doesn't exist in the golfing world. Same with me. It's like, can you remember your first Solheim Cup? Yeah, of course I can. There's, there's the, the history yeah. and there's a representation at one point of the European Tour against the PGA Tour. Things have changed since. But the way, I mean, Shane Lowry, I was out with him a few times. He's won the Open Championship in his home country. And he says, the Ryder Cup's the best the best day of my life, the yeah. best weeks of my life. I mean, it was the best day of his life before he won. Yeah. He lost at Whistling Straits and he said it was the best day. There's something about coming together as a team. Most of these players would have loved to have been a footballer and they weren't, they're a golfer. So they're an individual sport. They're all coming together. By all accounts, the European team was very together. It's happened, you know, once every two years and... The standard of golf in match play, I, it was un, like the amount of chip shots that were going in, the amount of putts that were going in. And I think it's it's not only you're playing, it's, you're playing for your country, you're playing for your European or your American, but you're playing for each other. And the fans can cheer for all of you. Yeah. You know, we, we're going to talk about Patrick Cantley, I'm sure. But Patrick Cantley, the, every time you walk past an American yesterday, we love you, Patrick. They were just rallying behind him. Patrick Cantley's never had that in his entire life. Like no. Nobody cares too much about Patrick Cantley other than his family and friends when he goes to a PGA and Tour his, event. And his bank manager. Yeah, but when he's got red, <laughs> white and blue on him... He's one of he's one of theirs. Well, should we touch on that next? Because the, he was unfortunately kind of the villain out of this Ryder Cup. There always is one, you know. Certainly from the other, you know. I think when uh, European go over to when it's uh, Beth Page in two years' time, I think 
McElroy, I think yeah. McElroy's going to get it really hard from the Americans. Um, you were saying like they're going to need to up the security and everything else. I mean, it's crazy. But Patrick Cantley kind of had this villain this this year. Um, there was all this cap gate. We don't know how much that was actually even true about this kind of breaking the camp or whether it's just that the hat didn't fit him <laughs> rather than him not wearing a hat. Because in the, the day, I don't kind of get the hat relevance really. He's does yeah, just because he's getting paid or not getting paid which a different topic I, I do think the players should get paid I think there should be some sort and I, I, they get benefits course to do when you're a Ryder Cup player your sponsorship goes up the next year when you're starting to redo contracts but like I feel like I don't think they need it but also you look at that spectacle why was there 70,000 people there every day it's to go and watch Rory Ram, Spieth Brooks like they they go in to watch those guys aren't they really yeah, but I get where you're coming from, but then what about the captain's picks? Yeah. So you can get picked for something that you get paid for. So you probably oh, have to go point, down one. 12, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I, like England footballers get paid a bit, but they give it all to charity. Yeah. The fact that they don't get paid, I like that even more. Yeah, well, you know... It, uh, yeah, no, I can probably see that. I, I think I probably jumped a little bit a gun there, and, I, and I, you've just put that really nicely. The fact that imagine a captain just picking his mate just so he gets kind of paid. Really, I also think the pairings they could be a little bit more fractured if, like, say these players are dependent on payment. Certainly, if the winning team get paid, like suddenly Brooks is turning around, going, "No, if I'm getting paid, I, I don't want to be partnered with him. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to win with this guy." What fractures the world? Families, friends. Religion. Golf. Money. Money. What has ruined <laughs> golf recently? Money. No, so that's is, why I'm a bit is. scared about them getting paid. Um, you were in the Cantley group, weren't you, when he was walking down 16? I was on 16th when the whole were you one crowd, of them? I was definitely one of them. You better believe it. My hat was off and I didn't have a single thing. I didn't have a clue what they were chanting. <laughs> like, what was it now? Was it something like... Um, Hats off to your bank, uh, bank hats account. Hats off to your bank account. I didn't know that was it. At the where's time. your Where's your hat at, Pat? You Is know, that the, one? yeah. Where's your hat at? Where's your oh, hat at, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> so when when they were shouting like the caps off, and I was like, I've got I've not got a clue what they're singing, but my hat was off and it's waving around, and the whole scene. was I reckon just ten thousand people had the hats off. Ridiculous. I mean, to be honest, he owned it. He really owned it. He, he, he big smile on his face, and he just and I kind of you want that from a little bit of a villain, quote unquote. But it was interesting. Like you look at the kind of fractures. There's always rumours that come out around Ryder Cups. Like oh yeah, the, you know, Sachs lost a dressing room or this, that, and the other. I mean, it spices it up, doesn't it? It really make, gets it going. Then you tie in the fact that buddy Rory and Joe uh, Lacava was. I mean, Rory's got to be mates with Joe Lacava through Tiger, surely, and you get. Getting that on the 18th hole, I'm thinking it, it was exactly what the final day needed. That Saturday night absolutely set the torch alight because it kind of at that point it was fairly placid. We were dominating in the victory. It looked like it might have been quite an easy Sunday, but that bit of passion and that bit of controversy, oh, I was all over it. It was so good. Yeah, it was it was brilliant and, and it needed spice. And I said, the irony, it's taken an American caddy for this thing to hot up. Like, come on, guys, there's 12 of you and none of you could get 
get the team going. I think Tiger was probably watching from home a bit bored and going, go on, ah, go on, Joe. Yeah. Just, just wind him up a well, little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm on that group. And I mean, Cantlay, I, everyone goes, you really like Cantlay, don't you? I, I like him for what he is as a player. He gets the most out of himself. He finishes birdie, birdie, birdie yeah. against a Rory McIlroy on the back nine, which was obscene. I mean, he, he was driving par fours. That chip he did on 17. Uh, th- that's the best shot I've ever seen live. I, I was going to say, what what are your th- almost three best shots? So you've obviously that's just one answered them, one there, but, we'll, but finish we'll that come story back in a minute. To that. So then, you know, down 18 and he plays a terrible chip shop, can't they? Like 30, 40 feet past it. And I thought, well, you know, it's, pro- it's probably going to be a half now. And then he just walks one in, steps one in. And I thought it was quite nice how both caddies, Wyndham Clarks and Cantlay's, take their hat off and as if to, and just kind of wave it round. So I thought, oh, that was cool. And then I don't know if the TV got that. The American team were at the front of the green and they saluted yeah, them back. Yeah, we saw that. And then the next thing I know, Patrick Cantlay, who hasn't got a cap on, does a fake thing, to, like tips his cap to the crowd. So I think that's great. I quite like that. I didn't feel that that was too over the top. But from where we're standing, we're not quite sure what... We didn't know if, like, Joe's just gone over... We didn't know what was going on. Finishes, and Rory and Joe are, like, squaring up. And I'm thinking, like, you are their friends. They're probably just having a chat. Rory's saying, like, the... And then it, it, it all happens. Rory's in the car park, isn't he? Like this, giving so it... So good. It but was he actually giving to, Why was... Well, he had to <laughs> apologise to him by oh, text to say, I'm right. sorry, I was just on one. But Rory apparently comes back into the team room after it's, and everyone's like, what's happened there? And he, he's like, that's it. We are basically standing on like their throats. We are going for the kill tomorrow. They've disrespected us. So it wasn't the Cantley cap off. They weren't bothered about that. It no. was the, it was what Joe LaCarver did. It was so good. It was honestly so good for the, and you know, the, the final day was really really good like the USA were phenomenal it was close at one point wasn't they it? were phenomenal last day it was like but they are, they always are in singles yeah. they're so much better as singles than they are in four balls or foursomes and and they came out and we obviously stacked it really top heavy you think well the first four is going to win this going to be over in pretty in three hours like it's not going to be yeah. much of a competition that absolutely didn't happen I mean the Americans just put on a display and uh, it ends up Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coming to, to group 11 out of 12. And I was, I was present on 16 when Tommy hit that driver. That, for me, is the shot of the tournament. I know it's the one that's kind of this iconic one. Rory's chip was just different level I yeah, but but what I loved about the Tommy one was obviously Fowler's knocked it in the water like middle of the pond that was a tough match for me to, to watch because I've had them both on the channel I really like both of them they're really nice guys I almost oh, no, thought, Tommy's I could, ace isn't he? he's so good he's yeah. so good but like I was watching going oh please don't I don't I just didn't want someone to like proper mess it up or someone get battered I feel it felt real kind of a bit sorry that Ricky put it in the in the pond there on 16 but then to step up there and do what he did he didn't change clubs did he no you know? I'd have laid up I don't yeah. think a single player laid up, by the way, that no. week. Every single one Everybody went, for went it. to it. So it's it's 304 yards downhill. And what people don't realise is that from the tee, if you've got to go on that green, you've got to play it all the way over the water. I didn't see many players hit the cut left to right. A lot of them tried it, but they didn't cut it because that means the ball is moving towards the water. And you, like, like most pros, like to shape it away from trouble, not into trouble. So they're all just hitting it in the bunker. Yeah. And it's, well, it's Caddy Finno said it's the straightest shot I've ever seen Tommy hit. It was just from A to under B that like pressure. that, under that much pressure. It catches the slope and just rolls down to what, 30 feet for Eagle. And well, he won the last Ryder Cup in Paris, didn't he? he? Did. Well, the last uh, European uh, one. No, uh, oh no, Molinari no. did, didn't he? But he was right there for yeah. it. It was, was, it, it was, was when it Mickelson, Mickelson knocked it in. in the water. But then he, he was up there for yeah. it. And, yeah, it was. I Tommy, I've known since he was like thirteen, and I he's such a nice lad. And then you just think, God, I, he's so good at golf. So, good at so golf. like I know it sounds like obviously, but he's. If this doesn't propel him to major success, yeah, doing doing it in the, I mean, it doesn't get harder than a Ryder Cup, and he's he's done it twice now. I mean, at the point, what is he seven two like five two? I think he is points like he's oh, is it? no is seven that- two seven two. He's got jeez. I mean, I love the partnership of him and Rory. Oh, I love that Fleetwood, partnership. Like, Jesus Fleetwood Christ. Mac. I mean, that's that song was playing pick, all the time just everywhere. It, just pick it for the name. Yeah. And he, he just rips that driver on the green. Like I said, I was present on 16. The place erupted. It was absolutely bonkers. And to be honest, the scenes straight after that was even more bonkers. I'm not sure if you've seen this just yet. So the, the first thing was, obviously... Tom Wait, yeah, needed. when does that happen? So talk us through. They hit it on the green. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Ricky went in the drop zone, played it up there. Obviously, didn't he? Uh, Tommy rolled it down to about three or four feet, a bit a bit longer than I would have liked to have seen it, to be it honest. It wasn't. I've, I've seen it oh, back. Was it? I was it's, watching live. It's two and a half maximum. Oh, right, okay. So obviously, gets the, Ricky gives it him. He then secures a dormy two. He, you know, he's got the final half point that we needed. And the scenes, the crowds, and out of nowhere... An elder gentleman with nice beige slacks, white shirt, white hair, 
white beard. Looks a bit like the guy from KFC. Colonel, what's he called? The guy from KFC called now? Colonel. What's the colonel in it. Just the colonel. Yeah, just the colonel. Darts out of the crowd. Goes straight past Ricky, straight past Tommy, straight past Finno, Tommy's caddy was massive. And Finno at one point was like just about to kind of go for him and thought, nah, I'll just leave that. It's just, yeah, he's, he's going to not hurt anybody. And he just sort of kind of stumbled into the pond really. But then the scenes after that, Sophie. So he's jumped in. He's jumped in. He's swimming around. Everyone's going absolutely mental. Security aren't really doing anything. They don't seem that arsed. Like they're just letting him do it. He then gets back out and everyone's like, one more time, one more time. He turns around. He legs it back in. He then dives in. The crowd are going bonkers i think he did it two or three times then the next thing he did which is the, the, the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life the next time he comes out starts a thunderclap <laughs> the whole crowd thunderclap was thunderclapping with the colonel in the 16th pond then i, I don't know if the tv showed this i've not seen it then it became an absolute party zone. About five, six, ten, twenty people were in the pond. They're swimming around, they're cheering, they're chanting, the fairways are getting absolutely... And I think there's one match left. I was going to say Bob Max back there, isn't he? So they had to kind of move people. The, the, that match, did it get to 16? Let me see, I've got, this, I've got the scores here. I'm not quite sure if they got to 16 or not. You've got guys in the bunk. Bob McIntyre won... Two and one. So it did, did get go to, to 16. 16. So I don't, I can't quite remember how they moved people around. Um, you had guys in, in the bunker doing sand angels. It was astronomical. I loved every minute of it. And if I was any closer to that pond, <laughs> I would have been in. <laughs> at, this, at this point, Sophie, we have a bit of a running joke on, on the channel that normally I'm, I'm Rick. Okay. Ricky kills Quite out. professional, Rick. Ricky was in full party zone. To be honest, Ricky was in party zone all week. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Was, when Rick turned up, he goes, first person he sees is me. He's like, I could do with some food. And then all the all the food had stopped. It was three o'clock and he went, I think I'll just go find a beer then. <laughs> I, did, I didn't eat a lot. I drank a hell of a lot. Um, it was... It was seriously I was, I was very very thankful again to sky sports who invited me i i didn't i didn't need to do anything i just literally was there mingling with people i spoke to a few player managers which for the for the main channel wait wait to see what potentially is lined up this week or not this week in the, in the near future um like just just loving life just meeting people seeing old friends hung out with pete loads peter finch seb carmichael brown mia baker connor moore you know the impressionist we was hanging around with each other all the time it was just it was absolutely electrifying it like to some degree it was a little bit like a stag's pie like a stag do for me uh, well i was saying today we were on the plane and i was like oh, i'm coming to do this podcast and i said i'm so jealous of the fact that he's just went there as a fan because i went to paris as a fan and i got i got lucky i got inside the ropes one afternoon lee westwood sorted me out but i had corporate one day inside the ropes the next and i sat on the grandstands the next and i actually said i don't think it's going to get any better than this no. And I was so jealous of you just roaming around. I was. Having a lovely so, time. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and if you watch it on TV and you think that looks good, 
get yourself there oh. because you, you go oh but do you even see any golf there's so many screens everywhere yeah. that you see loads of golf grab yourself a radio and have the best time of your life and if, if you can go hospitality I highly recommend it <laughs> <laughs> but no to be honest there was elements where I was like in the thick of it I'm like like say getting on the first tee grandstand I'm like it's, I'm just loving every single minute of it uh, last night I did end up at the after party oh yeah um that was interesting. That was a complete accident. Weird fluke. I was in Rome. Uh, I got a message off a friend who said, I'm at the after party. I can bring a few people. They said, do you want to come? I'm like, absolutely. We had scooters, you know, the electric yeah, scooters. Yeah, you go across so town with me, that. Me, Pete and Seb were on these electric scooters racing over to the to the player's hotel. I get in there and I'm thinking, this is surreal. I've just literally been at the golf club. I, I'm, I, I'm still in my golf gear, basically. They I were went, in pyjamas though, weren't they, some of them? That really helped. Because as soon as I walked in, I went, Oh God, this is a bit posh. This is, I took my hat off as I walked in the hotel. I was All right, like, Patrick. Oh, this is a bit. Yeah, this is a bit posh. This, and I'm thinking everyone's suiting and boot. Everyone looking great. And then the next thing, um, who was the first player I saw? Um, I saw a few of the captains first. I saw Luke Donald there with the with the Ryder Cup, like literally about thirty seconds after being in the party. Uh, who's the, uh, uh, Bob McIntyre had his pajamas on, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, "I think I'm all right." <laughs> I think that, these guys, are, well, no one was there for me anyway. But it's like it's great to see. Uh, chatted, chatted with Bob a little bit, chatted with Tommy Fleetwood loads, like just kind of gave him a big hug and just like thanked him and just said thanks because that was ridiculous that was the best day of my life like and, and obviously he, he it's a better day for him but I'm like thank you like it was so good um, who else I chat to uh, chatted a little bit to Tyrrell chatted to um, the Hogarth brothers the twins um, the, the, the dad's a big fan of the channel so they actually came over and introduced me to the dad I'm like he's like I love your stuff and I'm like are you joking one of you boys has just won the Ryder Cup like don't worry about me but that was really nice um, it was just the, the electric I didn't complete um, a mission of mine, a life goal, which would have been drinking some fluid out of the Ryder Cup. But there's always next time. Do you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for this. Um, so is there any, you know, any inside gossip? What no, Obviously there was some pyjama action going on. So it was, it was, there was a lot more people than I expected to be. And it was, it was really, really nice, quite suave, quite swanky. And then again, I've seen all the players and this and the other. And then about maybe, I, I don't quite notice the time, but maybe like an hour after that, I was like looking around going, where the hell are all the players gone? There was an after after party. There was a proper good on them, a proper nobody there, proper proper tight knit circle. They were upstairs in the hotel, and I'm sure all hell broke loose. Like and good, like good, because I was I was looking around this party thinking this is a bit too civilized. Like go and get well, go and get smashed up, fellas. Like you, you deserve it. So that was really nice. Um, and yeah, it was just, it, like I said, my voice is quite hoarse, not only because of the chanting. I mean, I've so many days, I'm literally screaming, Tommy, 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 Tommy. And the amount of times I've, I've been chanting, ole, ole, ole. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I love, I must admit, it's got stuck in my head so much. I love the chant. Um, oh God, I forgot it now. We're on the left. Um, oh, we did it on the plane today. What the? How's it? On the left side. On the left side. On the left side of the stand, and then you've got we're the middle. We're yeah. the middle. We did it on. We did it on the plane <laughs> today, and we're like, who's the middle? Air hostesses yeah. like this, but Monic. I don't know if you've so seen them on, on the B. B yeah. there in the middle. If you saw them on the bus last night, oh. what I love. So, with professional golf, you win by yourself. And when you come and sell, like people go, what you, what did you do? What did you celebrate? 
you're the only one that's won. There's another 150 people that have not won. There's no one really to share it with no. other than your caddy. That, you're sharing it with everybody. I, I mean, that. you've gone up to them. Thank you. Thank you for the best day ever. Yeah. Imagine all the other people that are there as well that have come together for that one cause of winning the yeah. Ryder Cup and everything that it means to them. I was on 18 with Shane Lowry on the on the final day because what people don't know about TV commentary is when your group finishes, you get sent back out into the trenches to go and find somebody else. So I followed Spieth and Lowry and he's coming up 18 and this little pocket rocket runs past me, Rory McIlroy, full speed and just jumps into Shane Lowry's arms. Shane's not finished the match yet, but he's one up and he just thought, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That that's it. There's just the the crowd, like any and when it's when you get a whole point, you turn round and you can see it in the faces. Like Justin Rolls genuinely looked like a bloody gladiator yesterday. Like his his eyes was like just he wasn't going to let anything slip out of, no. uh, of the hands. Like and and like and turn round and his arms out and it's and it's it's just amazing. Like you can see it in the face and and that's from the, the European side and the US side. When the USA do the same, they're just the same. They're riling it up the crowd. They're telling them to be quiet. They're effort, like it's like oh my god. Like I think from from a there's a couple of things that takes for me as a sporting event. I really 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 think it does our game a world of good. I honestly, I mean, the amount of friends, casual f- sports fan friends I've got who don't really, not into golf one bit, texting me. Like my brother-in-law, never picked up a golf club in his life, texting me, oh my God, what's happening with Cantley? What, what's this happening? I'm thinking, oh my God. And he, he'll be one of millions and millions and millions and millions of people around the world who will watch the Ryder Cup this week and go, that was cool. And like you say, who knows, John Rahm, uh, dad 1997 watching it at Valderrama he got little John Rahm into golf and he became a Ryder Cup player down the line like that's that event this weekend is going to inspire millions of little boys little girls Solheim Cup is going to promote, uh, get, catch the attention of little girls and go I'm like that was pretty like, I really like that that was pretty cool it is it's like people like so the, when I'm doing the work there it's seven it, legitimately it's 16 hour days by the time you get on the bus there and the bus home I'd do it for free. And like telling my boss now, I would do that for free because you don't want to miss it. it well, that's it. I, I wasn't, yeah, it, it's for me, I've been to four Ryder Cups now. That was hands down the best. I think for a number of reasons, obviously I was very fortunate to play the golf course about five weeks ago. So I knew the course really, really well. So when straight away, when it's like match on hole seven, I'm like, oh yeah, I know seven, like uh, this little par three down the hill, slim green. Hardest par three in golf. Yeah, and when it goes <laughs> to like, right, we, it, the match is getting tight on 16, you're like, oh, that's a drivable par four. Last week we had Dave Sampson on the podcast, the course oh, met him. He's architect. Lovely. I was so like, I texted him saying, I'm really proud for you. Like, I feel like quite emotional. Like this is this was your baby. This was your project. This that you know all those hours of blood, sweat, tears has gone into this, and it's worked. And he's just one individual of again thousands of people behind the scenes. The, the, the you know the, to put the grandstands together, to be able to plan the logistics of travel in and out of of Rome, and you know every every single individual who made that Ryder Cup possible, like deserves huge amount of credit like the green keepers the um 
you know, the, the, the staff in hospitality, the chefs that fed everyone. And, you know, it's just like, it's crazy, but isn't just it? Just they the didn't miss a trick with anything. That's, I don't think they did. As soon as you got walked in, the shop was there, right there. Then you went through the tented village. The driving range was in the tented village. Yeah. That is genius. Clever. You know, obviously the open's different, but Hoylake this year, I never went to the driving range because it's the other side of the road. No. It's miles away. They've designed that 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 is going to be in the in the tented village. He thought it through that much, and the walk. So I don't. Did you get to do the walks over the bridges? Oh God. Oh well, I did it just to like feel Why it. Why not? Yeah. So I thought right. So between nine and ten, I always did it. And then yesterday, I thought right. I'll go have a little look at the trophy presentation. And as I walked up, Tommy was there. Tommy and Claire, his wife, were walking across it, and everybody's yelling the Tommy Fleetwood song. And I'm just like, I didn't want to like get 20, 30 yards behind him. And I thought, this is just like, what is this? This is just mega. Just how well they've thought about that bridge that goes across and everyone's looking up, yelling at him. It's like and then they watch the first the, tee. Entering the, the Coliseum. Like the, the artwork just around the first tee grandstand, genius. Yeah. To make that look like the Coliseum, just from a bit of detail. I was like, that's amazing. I'll be honest, I had my reservations about the Ryder Cup being in Rome. Because? I just, it's not a golf destination. I didn't meet many Italians. It's not, I, I was worried about, you know, five weeks ago, the bloody road outside wasn't built. The the logistics of it all, it, I just, genuinely, I thought this might be a real damp squid. I, I it, it could have, it could have become like, Oh, we made messed up there. The fact it didn't, the fact it was so bloody good, like credit again to where where credit's due. I can I want. I know you have to wait every two years, which is so bloody frustrating. I can't wait for Beth Page already. Beth Page is going to be off the scale. I mean, I thought Patrick Cantley got abused, but in a good way. There was no swearing no, at we're, him. We're quite no, humorous, it, aren't we? Yeah, it was a generous. If we crowd say, and say so ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> but Beth Page is going to be vicious with those New York fans. They will not, they will go for you, won't they? Have you done a away Ryder Cup or Solheim Cup? No. I've not. I'm going to though. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm actually like, I'm like nervous about it, but I think it's got to be something I, I want to experience. Do you want to touch on one thing? Have you seen the picture that Brooks Kepka posted last night? With the t-shirts? Yeah. Yeah. Ricky Fowler, Max Homer, Xander Shoffley, and who's the fourth? I'll take a screenshot of it. Um, Homer's it, not going anywhere. So he's posted a picture from, from what looks like... What's the, his team called? Scott, not Scorch. Smash. Smash. Oh, and Sam Burns. So Brooks in the middle. You've got Ricky Fowler, Max Homer, Xander Shoffley, Sam Burns, all stood there in blue matching live smash shirts yeah but brooks does stuff like that though doesn't he remember brooks like the bryson does. stuff brooks he does. throws stuff out there but the other guys i'm not this they, that caught my attention this morning i was like no i was like no i don't think max home is going anywhere we'll I, I don't and I, I, I apparently xander and Patrick have had talks with them before, haven't they? That's the that's the rumour. Right. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe they thought, oh, I can't win the Ryder Cup. Maybe we'll just go over there now. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we need to go back to the, let's not, let's not let this ruin Ryder Cup chat. Let's oh. go back to your favourite shots. Tommy Fleetwood's drive. Yeah. Not even a question. I, I didn't see it live, but the Rory McIlroy chip up chip that you, you did see live. And again, I didn't see it live, but well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually see it with my own eyes, but it was, I think it really set the tone for the week was uh, Victor Hovland's chipping on one. Yeah. I just think it really set the tone. It's like, here we are just off the green again, not known for his short game prowess of, of, of years stands up there in the, the most pressurized situation in the world on a first hole at the Ryder Cup and chips in. What? Foursomes as well. What? How do you, you do it? I don't know. I just don't know how to do it. John Rahm chipped in a handful of times. Uh, Fleetwood chipped in, you know, on 16 where he didn't even see it going in. I was just like, like you mentioned before, the calibre of golf is just outrageous. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. I've, I felt like I've been very U- European heavy here. And I, I, listen. Patrick had- Cantley's shot into 17 against Rory McIlroy meant that his chip was insignificant. Yes. That was that was a really, really good shot. Um, and, and listen, USA fans, I'm sure you listen to this going, bloody hell, Rick, so forgive it a rest. We understand. But listen, I'm certainly very, 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 very biased on this show towards Europeans because I'm a European. I'm sure you are probably the same. You know, we're not... Unfortunately, I'm guessing you might not enjoy this podcast to USA fans. So sorry if we've been a bit European heavy, but those type of shots under that much level of pressure... Um, just aspirational, inspirational. Um, make me realise, not that I ever ever need any doubt of this, and it should make everyone else realise who listens and watches, these guys are built different. The, the golf games are brilliant. The women at the, at the Solheim... Um, God, my... Uh, Carlotta or uh, that, the, Caroline. No, um, the shot into the 17th. Zagander, yeah. Carlotta Zagander, yeah, yeah. What? I know. <laughs> just leaves the club face be good okay it's going in there I don't, I don't what, get it but also what uh, uh, to be fair your Tommy Fleetwood shot no one else can can do like I couldn't do that I can't hit it as far as that the shots that I was most impressed with is the Rory McIlroy chip you don't need to be a power player to play that shot no theoretically physically we could play yeah. it but we can't can Men- we mentally I can't no <laughs> Mentally, I can't. Like, like off that tight lie, it's about six, seven feet above him. And the reaction from the players. So Matt Fitzpatrick goes like this and shakes his head as if to go, what? Tom Ram, like, uh, Tom Ram, John Ram goes, like his little lips come together as if to go, what have I just seen? And and that's, that's what's cool, I think, about Rory, because we watch shots from the Ryder Cup and think, I can't do that. Never in my wildest dreams. He hit shots that Ryder Cup players yeah. go, I, d- I couldn't do that. I, know. I, like, just... I kind of also just in the build up, I love this idea that the guys were going out playing and um, kind of practicing and stuff. And you could see again, like Victor Hovland was hitting these shots, these little chip shots that he's hitting around the green. And you're right, like John Rahm's watching, taking notes, chatting to him. How'd you play that? You... Like the actual, probably the intel that gets spread in that week between the, the European players and the USA players must be incredible for each one of those Ryder Cup players. Like, I bet they really kind of, certainly the rookies will have learned a hell of a lot. Um, I don't particularly feel like there was, there was a weak European at all. Um, 
you know, it feels like the the, the picks were brilliant. The cap, it was just perfect. Well, it? when you win, perfect. when you win, it's, easy, it's it? perfect. Yeah. I reckon we'll win for the next 10, 10 Ryder Cups. <laughs> Do you remember whistling straights when it was like, we'll never win again? That's it. Two years ago, this is it. And now we're like, well, yeah, we'll do three in a row, won't we? It's just dead easy. Isn't it, isn't it weird? Like, it's, but right. do you know why? Like the way we're talking now. So when I first started my like commentary career, I got a bit of advice and someone said, you don't talk about golf the way you talk about your football team in the way you're emotional about it, even though I love it. We're talking about the Ryder Cup like it's a football team. Mm. How animated it we're both very tired, everybody. Like, beyond tired. <laughs> yeah. You because of working how too ex- hard. Me you for- because of partying too hard. <laughs> but how excited are we? And yeah. that's what the Ryder Cup gives you. It gives you it in here. Does, gives them it as well. Does, does. Um, I've got that's, that's a bit of merch, actually. Look at you. Yeah. I think we've uh, I think we've done it justice today, self. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Uh, I am. I reckon I started the podcast maybe on 17% battery. I've just I've just gone into the danger zone. I feel like I've slipped below five percent now. I feel like that last bit's just really taken it out on me. So I promised everyone I'd do a podcast. I'm here. We've got here all the way from Rome this morning. Hopefully you've enjoyed the episode, everybody. Be sure to check out Sophie on all of the social media. I will link it all below. Thank you. It's lovely having you on as always. And uh, here's to Beth Page in 2025. Get your tickets booked. We're going, aren't we? <laughs> We're going. I want to go with you. I don't want to work. I'm I just not. want a Ricky Shields. You call me myself. I'll show. I'll show you the ropes. You don't worry about that. <laughs> I am a bit more worried in New York. But anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we shall see you next time. Come on, Europe. Well done, guys. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 